1515 now probably presents the rest of the roundtables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the podcast where we tell you what we like, didn't like, and was just flat out horrendous. This is your favorite tag team partner. It's me, Star Pearl. It's Miller. How you doing, sir? I'm all right, man. How about you? I'm good. Me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing good, man. You know, uh... I got my teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can eat real food again. <laughs> no more pasta. Man, I'm not going to eat spaghetti for probably a good two months. I swear to God. Like, I don't want to see a spaghetti noodle, and I'm sick of rice, but I did have red beans and rice. Shout out to my brother over here. That shit was fire, bro. I had a real black-ass moment, as Steve Harvey would say. I had good-ass red beans and rice in a minute, bro. You've been keeping this a secret. You're slowly reeling out these recipes, bro, (laughs) so you don't have to do shit. I know what you want, bro. Secret shit. He be on. Uh, you know, I'll tell him about the red beans and rice. Add that shit to the catfish. Put that on the list. Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, I was when I made the red beans and rice. My daughter asked me. She was like, "You not making catfish with it?" <laughs> I was like, "Nah, this ain't like that red right. beans and rice that you get in that Popeyes. Like, right. This shit got meat in it." Yeah. Yeah. And it had a kick. I was like, "Oh shit!" He been talking to my grandma. Oh yeah, said man. Nah, nah. It always, uh, you always gotta add that Creole Some seasoning. Some people in don't it. do that though, and it makes me upset. I'd be like, why y'all just saying? That's a that's a Louisiana but dish. They'll do it, but not enough. You feel me? Like mm. you could do it. I'm like, it's there, but bro, y'all realize when people make real red beans and rice with spice, yeah. or like you said, people is the like the uh, Popeyes one. You know, that's not mm. red beans and rice. There's shit in there, bro. You gotta yeah. put some stuff in there, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's red beans and rice. Mm-hmm. You got to cook for a while. Saying, yeah. yeah, that was five hours. I'm saying, Momo used to start it, and we go to the dance school, and then we come home, bro. That's how it was. Mm-hmm. And I used to get my rice, and I'd be waiting. Like, yeah. come on, man. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Whole house be smelling good. And there's so many different ways to do it. I mean, you can let it, because I didn't let it soak overnight. Like, most people would let their beans soak overnight. Um, no, I just washed them off or whatever. I let the water run on it while um, while I was prepping everything else, though. Okay. Yeah, so while I was getting my onions ready, uh, bell pepper. Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. People don't know about that. Yeah, they, Trinity. You know, I know, bro. Yeah, yeah. Lots of hours. I was either in trouble <laughs> or just sitting there watching. I'd be like, she doing how she be doing this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that book. Did you? It just, it just don't have shrimp etouffee in there. That's in something different. I'm so annoyed. Damn. Yeah, man. I'm gonna have to. You got to show me. Yeah, that I got book, you, man. man. Her gumbo. Kayla got it. She the gumbo's uh, in there. You know, and Monty want me to make some gumbo. Oh, okay. It's all about the root. 
It's yeah. all about the rule. Yeah, it's all about the rule. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You got to make it dark. Man, when that speckle pot like, used to come out, I'd be like, oh, shit. Oh, we got a Dutch oven. down. Yeah. yeah. We, got, we got a Dutch oven. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I pro- I wouldn't eat it because of the crab and the shrimp. Yeah, the shellfish. Yeah. Um, Get you some Benadryl out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even think that'll help me, man. I, oh, it got that. worse? Yeah, yeah. As I've gotten older, yeah. it's, it's gotten worse. That's what I worry um, about for, uh, for Maya with mm-hmm. the eggs. If, yeah, because that's is is one of the two. It, it either gets worse or it goes it, away. Yeah. Because for Ali's sister, who's also allergic to eggs, it got better because she can mm-hmm. have some shrimp fried rice because mm-hmm. eggs are cooked really well. And it doesn't even bother my daughter when it's like cake. That's not an issue. Mm-hmm. It's just eggs. Any way you cook it, it ain't yeah, gonna yeah, happen. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, I got a niece and nephew that like eggs. eggs. Yeah. yeah. Like they can't even do butter. Like oh yep, yeah. We have to check the butter. Well, that's why we have vegetable oil spread. <laughs> it's not actually. Oh butter. yeah, butter. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't taste the same. I it does not. I know there's a definitely. You can't. Difference. You got that. I can't believe it's not butter shit. Sometimes, but some of that has yolk, or mm. they'll have some kind of abstract that I'll be like, can't mm. do that one. So okay. And I have to read everything now. Like. Gotta ask at yeah, places. You, gotta study that shit. you know when they have the signs that was like this was cooked on a thing. I'm like, oh, well, we're not gonna get that today. But she mm-hmm. cool with it. She don't never argue. She be like, oh, okay, I yeah. cannot eat that. And I'll be like, ah. mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows exactly what's up. She yeah, be like, yeah. fuck that. I don't gotta argue with her at all. Yeah, it's good. Gotta uh, teach them. Mm-hmm. They can't be fooled. Me, fool me again. They become more self-aware. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Anyway, fuck it. You got a match to watch for? Um, actually, I do. Uh, my match to watch for is from last night on Collision. Mm-hmm. CM Punk going Samoa against Samoa Joe. Joe. Um, I always like to throw that. Yeah, I always like to throw that tidbit out there that me and Sterl got lucky enough to see the second CM Punk um, Samoa Joe match at an ROH show that originally wasn't even supposed to have that because Steve Carino was supposed to go against Samoa Joe, but yeah, something yeah. happened on his flight. And then they changed the card around, so we got spoiled to mm-hmm. an hour drive, which was crazy. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, watching last was night... It was it the really, second or third? That was third The match. second. It was the second. Okay. Because yep. the, the DVD is called Joe Punk 2. Now, okay. in actuality, outside of ROH, I think it was the fourth. Like, if you add all the matches, yeah, in yeah, order, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the fourth, but in ROH, it was the second time. Mm-hmm. And he really never beat Joe. They had the draw that we saw, mm-hmm. and then I believe the draw before that, and then where Joe actually beat him flat out. And that was the no, whole point. We saw the first draw. That's right. It was yeah. the first time Joe beat. Joe beat Punk, but it was like mm-hmm. at the very end. It was like yeah. almost a time limit. That's right. And he mm-hmm. choked him out. So then. Yeah, and then we saw the draw. And then the draw after that is um, what ultimately led to Joe actually beating, beating him, him again. Yeah. yeah, in that third match, which I have. Let me just watch those again. Yeah, yeah. You just have to have a dedicated three hours. That you're gonna, it's like a pay-per-view. You're going <laughs> to I mean, because they all... Hour-long matches. But they don't feel like it when you watch them. Mm-hmm. The third one was 45 minutes, I want to say. I might be wrong. But I want to say it didn't go a full hour. I could be wrong. But I doubt it. Um, but 
But yeah, if you could watch that match again, um, I'm sure it's on uh, on demand on your cable services. It's definitely worth worth a watch. Um, it was very pay per view ish for me, mm-hmm. um, and that's a good thing. Like the quality of the match, and yeah. I like also. Yes, we know that CM Punk and Samoa Joe aren't the same from you know 2003, 2004. Samoa Joe and CM Punk, but I think their styles have evolved in a sense that you don't feel like you're losing anything in the match. Mm-hmm. And something that I was going to bring up too is that I think that made this match super dope is that there's a different feel to collision than there is dynamite. Yeah. And I feel like they're able to tell a story with more, they have more time and you can tell more of a story and it's less action, 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 action. Mm-hmm. But then there's that build. It reminds me of when we would go to ROH Mm-hmm. In the early days, and see those matches. So, yeah. shout out to um, CM Punk and, and Samoa Joe for putting on a uh, nostalgic yeah. indie style grueling wrestling match. And not to spoil the ending and everything, but you just already knew that that wasn't going to be the end. This this is going to lead to whenever. I mean, I don't even think a, a title is going to be involved, but yeah. at some point. I mean, they could involve the TV title. TV title, yeah. The ROH TV title. Yeah, yeah. Like, Samoa Joe, come to your house. Mm-hmm. It's really my house. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. So, even though who's the most... Is it Samoa Joe? Is Samoa Joe the most decorated ROH champion? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's held every belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because with the TV, but I think he held the TV before that. I it, don't think he held the tag team, so I, I might be wrong about every belt, but he's pretty much the guy. And then he held the belt for two two mm-hmm. years, was it? Yeah. He's the dude, man. And then after that might be Jay Lethal and then Jay Briscoe. Yeah. Yeah. But Briscoes! Yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is going to be our Raw, Bad, and Ugly of Forbidden Door, which we were... Um, we were able to sit there and watch in the comfort of our own homes. Um, emanating from Toronto. Yep. Emanating from Toronto. But before they went to Toronto, we got a dynamite. Oh, yeah. We got a collision. Obviously, Rampage, because that's filmed. In conjunction. Dynamite. Yeah, in conjunction with dynamite. Uh, so we got all of that. Um, and then we had the Forbidden Door. So, we're going to start with Forbidden Door first. And then after we do Forbidden Door, we're going to do Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Which is quickly becoming like, I mean, obviously, it should just be one of their top fours. You might as well replace one. <laughs> I don't know if they need to replace one as much as they just top five. A top five. Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, I think they just like to have that every quarter yeah. major pay-per-view. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. And this is like... I mean, honestly, they could use this to replace um, SummerSlam, actually. I mean, SummerSlam is not nah. even... It, 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 it's to you as a wrestling fan, but it's synonymous with WWE. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, well, all of them... It's always be, been yeah. it for, But the way it's been it for, it's mm-hmm. always going to be one of the top. Yeah. They've been for World Rumble. People have been for WrestleMania, obviously. And the city's been for SummerSlam. Other than that, Survivor Series is not. They don't really, yeah. So, Money in the Bank 
could replace Survivor Series as if you had to replace one. Yeah, that's true. Just because Survivor Series doesn't... Like, I don't care if... Again, it's me. Because, I mean... Survivor Series just should be Survivor Series War Games. Hopefully, when they bring it to Chicago, because Survivor Series is going to be in Chicago in November, it should be War Games. Mm -hmm. You combine the two, you own it. You should just do it. But you're right. Survivor Series should be the one that gets replaced as one of their top fours. It should just be Money in the Bank. Because Money in the Bank has so many implications. Right. Because you, more more likely than not, you're defending a world title. You're defending the women's world title. You, the person who wins the MITB uh, briefcase can cash in at any point, which, you know, we're going to get to that point too. um, Because it might be in my raw, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Um, Not the cashing in. Or n- non cash. We'll get there. The non cash. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotcha. We'll get there. Um, you want me to run down the card? Yeah, so uh, go ahead. All right. So, first, we opened up with MJF defeating Hiro- Hir- uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi um, in a singles match for the AEW World Championship. CM Punk then defeated Satoshi Kojima in a first round match in the Owen, Cu- Owen Hart Cup tournament. Orange Cassie defeated. Zack Sabre Jr., Katsuyori Shibata, my favorite wrestler in the world, and Daniel Garcia um, in a four-way match for the AEW International Championship. Sonata defeated Jungle Boy Jack Perry um, in a singles match for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. In a 10-man tag, the Elite and Eddie Kingston and Tomohiro Ishii defeated the Black ba- uh, Blackpool Combat Club, because I'm not going to say BB. <laughs> See, almost did it. Um, Kanosuke Takeshita and Shota Umino Uh, Tony Storm defeated uh, Willow Nightingale in a match for the AEW Women's Championship and last but not oh it's not even last but not least sorry Will Ospreay defeated Kenny Omega for the IWGP United States Championship Sting Darby Allin and Naito defeated Le Suzuki Gods and Brian Danielson defeated Kazuki Okada in the main event. That was Forbidden, Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door. What was your raw from that? Okay. I already know it's a hot tag. After much debate, because it was hard for me, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. Between the five men or Osprey and Omega. I mean, <laughs> one of those two got to be your Actually, wrong. it wasn't. It was between Danielson and Okada and Osprey and Omega. Okay. I love the four way. Don't get me wrong. The yeah, four way was, but the Tim, the Tim uh, man tag. The feeling for the Danielson match is what made it almost. But I have to go with Osprey and Omega only because what would put it over the top for me was the fact that they topped their match at Wrestle Kingdom, in my opinion. And it didn't even need like weapons or crazy. It didn't need that. It was just sheer wrestling brutality mm-hmm. in the ring, and it had that for me. That um, that that nostalgic New Japan feel, if that makes sense. Like yeah. those matches where you're like, "Holy shit! What did I just like? What the hell?" Mm-hmm. Because Danielson even said it himself. He was like, "I'm supposed to go after that." That's what he said. He's like, "What the hell was <laughs> like? Come on, Tiger Driver '91. What the fuck? <laughs> like, 
I mean, they put on a masterpiece, man. And like Will Ospreay, if he couldn't be elevated more than he already was, he is. And then Omega showing him respect afterward. It just was... You watch mm. stuff like that and you go, this is why I like wrestling. Yeah. And it's one of those things you can show somebody. And even if they don't like wrestling or really watch it, like the clips I showed my daddy was like, Jesus Christ. And those are the matches I live for because I love showing people and them being like, yo, I might not be into wrestling, but this is bananas, bro. Like, what mm. the hell was that? Like, I watched that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. And it, it gives that... I don't want to say wrestling's not legit, but it gives you that legitimacy, legitimate yeah. feel of like these are athletes out there. I mm. told you, like these dudes are crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I can't even like the match. Yeah, that power so driver good. though. I, um, when you watch some of it over again, he did take most of it on his left shoulder, which is the good shoulder. The illusion of being dropped on your head. They did it the right way, mm. and 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 Omega even said in his interviews like. But it what's happens. happening with it is exactly what you're supposed That's what wrestling is. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to be like, what the fuck? Why yeah. would you do that, you bastard? And, and the camera angle. Yes, the camera. Yeah. It's all art. And that's what yeah. I love with the wrestlers getting their input. I feel like um, that's the other part that comes to fruition with it, too. It's like, that's what we wanted. You know? Mm-hmm. I'm not hating on WWE when I say it, but it's not the zoom in, zoom out shit we always get. It's the like... Yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that? Like, yo, we legitimately jumped up mm-hmm. and was like, yo, what is he doing? <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. that's that's the feel I love when some shit happens, and and especially when it doesn't even involve a weapon. It was no table. It was mm-hmm. just a move, and you were like, okay, yeah. so bro, like, and he kicked out, and you're like, bro, this is fucking bananas. Yeah, like nuts. It's a video game, video game wrestling. It's when Stur usually hit the joystick, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, what the hell is he doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Omega yeah, yeah. and Osprey, man. Right. Shout out WCW World Tour. Man, <laughs> you guys heard this story before. But yeah. yeah, great stuff. Osprey uh, and Omega. That, yeah, this is my raw by far. This is the best match on the show. Um, I mean, it was just it was pretty much balls to the wall from from start to finish, and and one thing I want to say too. That I, I didn't mention, just not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. This was the this past Wrestle Kingdom that he went against Omega, right? Like this past January. Yeah, because that's when. So they got two match of the years going against each other, like. Yeah. Trying to beat out the other one. Fuck. This is that's bananas. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like nuts. Yeah, it's kind of reminiscent when Kenny Omega. That, but that's what yeah. I mean. But we know what did we say? Like mm-hmm. we're not gonna see a rivalry like this where they have quality matches over yeah. and over and over and it's like these dudes don't mm-hmm. miss when they're with each other yeah but sorry go ahead and I think the thing is is like this is probably over with for a little while oh yeah yeah um I'm pretty sure they're gonna bring it back they're gonna run it back at some point you know and cause Will Ospreay still I mean I think his contract is still up in the air with New Japan too um, he he still has time and he yeah yeah probably, he already said he's probably gonna resign. He has a house out there and stuff. Yeah yeah yeah. But and he made it clear he does not want to live in the United States. And I believe him. It's not like Gunther. Yeah yeah. He does not. He's like, bro, I'm not feeling it. And, mm-hmm. and not to like oversell it, but Osprey even said he legit has you know mental health issues, mm-hmm. and he's just like, I'm not trying to be that far away from home, inaccessible to home, where New Japan lets him kind of if he needs time, they're like, do what you got to do. 
Yeah, he yeah, knows yeah. he can't be afforded that under other circumstances. Even maybe with AEW. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but AEW has the Pac plan, which is like, because mm-hmm. Pac's been injured, but he used to do those like what was like almost like three months and then three months home. Which, yeah, yeah. hey, I miss him. I guess that's what you're supposed to get from it too. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't fuck around and have an AEW UK. Ooh, oh. oh Lord. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't get have, me. I'm about to get another job, yeah. bro. I can't keep up. Anyway, sorry, sir. No, um, no, this this match was this match was just fucking just move central. You know what I you know what I would say about this match? That I think pro wrestling fans just love because we actually get in it on TV. You just don't normally see Obviously, talking about WWE, um, where some you can have two people who've been feuding, getting attacked, and then at the end of that, give each other the nod and ride off into the sunset. It just doesn't really necessarily happen like that. Mm -hmm. Although I would say... You know, because I know people are probably going to be like, well, what about Edge and, and uh, Grayson Waller? He just kind of did that. I mean, but he didn't, like, really give them that like they do here. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens in AEW or on the indies. Like, you, like, damn. Yeah, even though you a heel, I'm a baby face, and, you know, I just lost to you as a baby face or I just lost to you as a heel sometimes that respect is just Level like is just there yeah 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 and I think the fans actually love that and they actually gravitate towards it and I just wish WWE you ain't gotta do it all the time I'm not asking that but just do it sometimes give it to us just give it to us but no this match was fucking amazing if you haven't watched Forbidden Door yet, I mean, this is... Don't even watch this match first. Just go through everything. Skip this match. Finish watching the other ones and then go back and just watch that. <laughs> Make that your last match that you're just going to watch. Or if you just don't really give a fuck about any other other matches that happened on there, just go and watch that match. At least watch that one. Yeah. Because you will be entertained for the whole 39 minutes in 45 it seconds. It don't feel like 39 yeah. minutes. Tell me right now. <laughs> no, it didn't. Because it's like, like you said. It was go time. Crazy. Stiff. <sighs> they had moves. They had wrestling in it. Strategy. Yes. Kenny Omega is just different too. Mm-hmm. Not to just two Ospreys. Just yeah. Ridiculous. Really. Alright. What was your bad, sir? My bad. Um, And it's... It's one of those things that's out of your control, because I understand it. And it's MJF against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And -hmm. I didn't have a problem with the match. That's not my issue. It's just that we all know Tanahashi's slowing down. And um, I feel like we're past the point where he needs to have a singles match every Forbidden Door or that, like, nostalgia tour thing. Like, could we save him until it gets to that point where he knows it's the end? Could he mm-hmm. not have been in a six-man match somehow? Yeah, that's what I was and about to say. MJF against someone else? Yeah. Um, because there's other talent that MJF could have gone against. Mm-hmm. He could have You know what I mean? I'm not going to like name everybody, but I feel like there were other people who could have been available. was the name that I was The only of. thing was MJF's not going to lose. 
So it'd have yeah. to be somebody they lose to, which could have been a young person. And MJF mm-hmm. could, like, MJF could sell a match like yeah, he yeah. did with the Tanaha. He could just do the same thing, refuse to go against him, too. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Um, mm-hmm. But that's my only thing. No, like, that's I feel I like saying. a lot like, of our cheering comes from respect. Yeah. More than it comes from, like, this is great, awesome. And I'm not saying that he can't put on great matches, but I feel like. They usually happen from... Watching from New Japan, as often as I do, it happens when he has that time mm-hmm. in between. And then it's like he comes with this crazy-ass performance where you're like, fuck! And then yeah. he gets a break. And, he, and I think he's earned that. Isn't that kind of what happened with Ishii? Like, they they kind of just, like, saved him, like, for certain parts of the match. They didn't try to overuse him. Right. Because they it, know he's just, he's just not the same. It's not that he's not the same. It's that he's got G1 coming up, too. Yeah, so that it was too. like, he's going to put out bangers in the G1. But like you said, most of the time he does six-man matches right now and stuff like that. He's not doing a lot of singles matches, per se, mm-hmm. because when G1 comes, they do this, and he's getting older. So it's like he's not going to be able to do the crazy Shibata shit every night mm-hmm. like he was before. So my point was like with Tanahashi... Did he really need to take the L against MJF just to be on the card? Could we yeah, have protected him more and put him in a six-man somewhere? Was he really going to draw that many people? And I'm not diminishing Tanahashi drawing people. Just him being on the card is enough for people to be like, oh, my God, I, I've never seen Tanahashi. I want to see him. It mm-hmm. didn't need to be against MJF taking the L. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Just because we know he's slowing down, so save that shit. Last year it made sense. Especially because mm-hmm. they were in a predicament. And in that yeah, match, yeah, yeah. he delivered against uh, Moxley. And it made sense because Moxley's been begging to fight him. And Tanahashi kept being like, fuck are you? Mm-hmm. I'm Tanahashi, who the fuck is you? In a polite yeah, yeah, way, yeah. as only Tanahashi can. Politely like, who the fuck is you, Moxley? Yeah, yeah. And then he finally got him. So, like, that to me, who I just would feel he like there's a different against, way. Though? Like, yeah. I mean, Shingo, maybe I, Naito, he, maybe. No, he's not taking it. Naito's winning the G1, first of all, I believe. Because it makes sense for the You story. don't have to have him take an L. You know what I was thinking of? He could have went against Sonata. Title for no. title. And then it just came down to a draw. But then you know that's going to happen. No, no, you don't. I'll, here's who he should have gone against, if you ask me. He should have gone against Shingo. Because Shingo has been kind of doing whatever. Mm-hmm. He puts on banging-ass matches. And he could come in, do it. That same loss that, he, that Tanahashi took... Yeah, yeah. With the outside, but I think they just look at it like Tanahashi is such a huge name. Exactly. Going against because I mean Shingo, I mean as great of a wrestler as he is, I mean he's still not Tanahashi. No, but you know, that's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna draw the same though. I don't think him against MJF. Anybody went. That's the match I gotta see it because we know he's not gonna win. Number one, and then number two, he's slower than he was before. Like it's yeah, changed, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we know that his bangers come. Few and far between, he wasn't gonna go crazy because G one is right around the corner. Yeah. So it was like, why? It wasn't necessary. That's my only question. Yeah. I didn't hate the match, but I knew the whole time it was the opener. It was you know at least against Shingo, they could even play the story of you know we know how Shingo wrestles and he's fucking bananas. So MJF could be like the whole you guys are trying to injure me and get me killed. This dude's a fucking maniac. Yeah. Throw axe bombers left and right and <laughs> I'm not doing this shit. And then he wins that way, does the chicken shit the whole match until he gets serious and then wins 
under auspicious circumstances. Yeah, yeah. Shingo does the commentary. I mean, they could. I mean, like you said, I mean, they could have chose. I mean, even Tamatanga. I mean, if they would have. There you go. If, That's another like, one. Because anybody taking that same L, you could build on that. And I feel mm-hmm. like with Tanahashi, what we're not gonna build on that for him because his story is going in the G one and what he does there. Mm-hmm. So you're saving him anyway. Just my opinion. Yeah, I don't hate it. It was just that's why it was only my bad. Yeah, and I think it's it's an AEW event anyway. Even though it says AEW New Japan, <laughs> AEW. Yeah, it's still an AEW event. Um, which I think they do a good job of, like, yo, co-branding. Yeah, co-branding it. Um, it it but, reminds me of when New Japan does Fantastomania, and they do mm-hmm. the CMWL show. Mm-hmm. In Kirk and Hall, it's a New Japan show, but it's CMWL talent mm-hmm. doing a CMWL show. So yeah, yeah. Uh, my bad was CM Punk even being in the men's Owen Hart uh, Cup tournament. It should be for Rising Stars. Yes, okay. I've seen a lot of that argument. Yeah, I, I mean, for Rising Stars, or I mean, I can see that they're gonna probably use him to put. Um, because absolute is gonna be in the finals. Spoiler alert! Absolute Ricky Starks versus CM Punk. It's not. It's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, it's a spoiler. And uh, obviously, I think CM Punk is definitely gonna put Absolute over. Um, but maybe this is one of those things where because it ain't over between Samoa Joe and CM Punk, Samoa Joe is gonna cost him that match. Um, so it doesn't make CM Punk look weak. Still makes him look like the top guy Punk on Collision. But man. yeah, but it also elevates absolute Ricky Starks. I can see that happening. Um, but I wanted to avoid this altogether. I think you could have just had Ricky Starks win without having to have CM Punk either lose because. Something dirty happened, or him actually taking that L from Ricky Starks, and Ricky Starks still being elevated. I still want my Starks MJF too, anyway, because that first yeah. match was dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. We so do need that. Yeah, um, but I just didn't like it. I'm just like, uh, you know, I think the tournament itself has so many eyes on it. You know, just let's just do it that way. It just off the strength of the name. You know? I understood why you did what you did last year. Where you had... Um, I was about to call her Dana Brooke. My bad. I'm, I apologize. Oh, my God. God. Freaking. This shit. Um, but I understood why you had Adam Cole win and then Britt Baker I understood that because now you established it, mm-hmm. right? But now you can establish it. I think Willow's winning the women's. Right. Makes sense. But And so, like, now you can establish it with these other up-and-coming. They're not quite there yet, but they about to get there. They about Just to break that. through. Yeah. Now you can do that. And each year, now you can... That person that's about to break through, they're the ones who's winning these tournaments. Because that's what this tournament seems like to me. It doesn't seem like a tournament where 
you're going to put a former AEW fucking champion in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I honestly don't even don't even like Britt Baker being in there right now. It's the it. same thing for me. Well, she's not in it, but spoiler alert, it's not spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lost on what's the name? But she's not in it anymore. Well, anymore, yeah. I yeah. feel what you're saying, but you didn't like her in, in the first place. Yeah, yeah, her being in it in the first place. So, that's my thing. But the match was good, though. Yeah. And I do love the fact that it was such a fucking elite crowd. See what I did there? I see what you said. Um, that... <laughs> I mean, he played on the heat their yep. and their reaction, and he just went in there. He just acted like a professional, and put on the show. Some would say that they don't like the fact that the elite didn't show up at Dynamite. <laughs> He's already playing that way. Man. I think so too. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it was like one of those things we're where you were not coming there. Yeah, you guys are good because yeah, they yeah. played into it the last time. Mm-hmm. And the crowd, like to be honest, when I was at what's the name, there was it was kind of split. I think on TV it comes off a little, but people even in Chicago, you know, there's some booze. Although I think this time, it was more, it was more fuck elite than that first time in the at the at Collision. You mean? At the one you were at? Because the one I was at, it was le- like way less. At Collision and at Dynamite. At Dynamite, it wasn't as much like Collision. Like Collision, it was definitely, yeah. Because that was CM Punk. Obviously, it was his first time coming yeah. back. So then that crowd reaction was like, yo, fuck you. Because when he showed up at the Dynamite I was at, first of all, people didn't expect him to be there. And then he did the joke about, yeah, yeah. I don't work on uh, yeah, yeah. Monday. I'm not supposed, supposed to be, to be here. here. Yeah. Or whatever. The, when he had come out and started talking, there was people, and I was like, oh. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you heard it in your section, but I was, like, surprised. Oh, yeah, I didn't hear no booze in my section. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And there was one guy who was the, the like, freelance crew, shout out freelance wrestling, who was like, fuck, I was like, oh, my God, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you drunk? Yeah. So, I, you know, I think people just need to let it go because they have, obviously. Some kind yeah, of yeah, cool I think, out. yeah. I mean, I think what CM Punk did on Collision when they first aired four weeks ago, I think that was all the setup for later on. Yeah. I mean, because they're going to have their run in. You're not going to be able to keep them away from each other because people are going to be like, man, we, we, need to, we need to see this CM Punk Kenny Omega match. Like, <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck they don't like each other, but... CM Punk is getting up there. Kenny Omega is still in his prime. But before CM Punk loses his prime, we're like, we need to see this match. Like, we got to see this. Or we got to see a fucking triple threat match. Not triple threat, but a six-man tag. Fucking Elite versus FTR and CM Punk. Like, people... Like, I guarantee you, people want to see that. And you know what? If it wasn't for the BCC right now... Being a fucking top heel faction. What other match would you want to see in a two ring cage match? The elite against CM Punk's people? Like yeah. yeah. At Blood and Guts. That's Maybe what you. would be on CM Punk's, well, I guess, FTR. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It'd be like FTR in, in the elite. People would want to see that shit. Yeah. 
I mean, and whoever else CM Punk would want to bring, like that fourth person, or if they want to do five, he had to bring two other people. Who better? No, nah, we'll get to that on another podcast. I don't even want to talk who about that. Who would be that. his team? No, no, no. Um, I was thinking who is the BCC going to bring in as a fifth member. Yeah. Hero. No, I don't think. They need a hero. It makes sense for the. I'm only saying it because it makes sense for the Eddie Kingston part. That when John Moxley did the story Mm -hmm. and he was like, why can't you just let shit go after all this time? And he made a point to end on that note. And then with the Chris Hero rumors, I'm like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Chris Hero. But the other person that I think it could be is Chris Jericho. Because remember, at on Collision, was it this past? Or was Callis. it Dynamite? When him and Don, and he yeah, said, yeah. maybe. And that was about the family. But how else would he show he's going to join the family? Mm-hmm. Be that fifth man. Hey, I got to catch this back, and we'll guide him to be the... And yeah, that's, yeah. you know, because Chris Jericho's always... Fuck, man, you know, I didn't realize how big fucking Takeshita really was. Dude, bro. Big fucking dude. But that's part of the reason I feel like DDT wanted him to come to America to get used to wrestling bigger mm-hmm. dudes because he doesn't always wrestle them. But yeah, he's a big dude. Like, he's yeah. tall. That's why they compared him a lot to Okada because Okada's a big dude. Yeah, yeah. Okada's like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Okada's a big motherfucker. Um... And <laughs> I don't, I don't think we, uh, yeah, he's six three, so I don't think, you know, we really have to debate this. We already know what the ugly is from Forbidden Door, and I hate to do it to you, but Stang, Darby Allen, Naito, Lazuki Gods, this match was such a clusterfuck. It was, <laughs> it was so all over the place. It was also in the wrong place. spot in the card. Yeah. No, I I think they put it in that spot on the card because it was that that kind of that break in between down, yeah. Osprey, Kenny Omega, bring us down some. It didn't give you Brian Danielson and, and Kazuki Akata, but they was trying not to bring us down a lot because you know the they wanted us to be like bring us down, but. We finna give you Sting and, and Chris Jericho and Naito and Sammy Kavara and uh, Minoru Suzuki and Darby Allin. And it was like, they want to give us this. And then it fell so fucking flat. So flat. You talking about, like, if that match before wasn't that good, wasn't so good, this would have just deflated. Like, if the match before was horrible, oh, and then mean, they gave us this, man, what the hell happened, man? This shit yeah. would have deflated the fuck out of us. Yeah. Like, fuck. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, that match, it was just a clear clusterfuck. Just a total clusterfuck. There ain't no even, there ain't no defending it. I can't. I cannot defend it. Um, I just. I mean, it's just got, I guess they just got to do better next time. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> they just got to do better. But, they, you know, defending that match. That match was horrible. It was fucking ugly. I can't fuck with it. Don't fuck with it. If When I go back and I watch it, this is the match I skip. Like, I, like nah, I'm not watching this. You know. Because, like, that one, MJF. MJF and, and Tanahashi might have been my ugly. 
if it wasn't for that match. And that's only because I would have had to choose something. I, I think overall this... Um, well, well, before I get my grade, what was your ugly, sir? Oh, my ugly was um, not having the IWGP Women's Championship on the show. I think the original plan was to have it, but then uh, Mercedes Monet got hurt. But, um, and I know Willow is the was the champion at the time, but she should have had her own match. Mm-hmm. They should have been separated because it was a co-branded show. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like her losing, or not the, why am I saying the IWGP, like she had it. No, she didn't have it. She had the uh, strong championship. Yeah, yeah. My point was, I know they had New Japan representation for the women's division with the women's strong championship with mm-hmm. Willow. And I don't have a problem with Willow losing in that match because I feel like everybody knows the strong championship is kind of secondary to the IWGP women's championship. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's not been visible. It's held by um, Mayu and Stardom because Bushiroad owns them. But you have to to make that title matter. It's got to be represented, and if it's not gonna be on, um, if it's not gonna be on somebody who is available, then I feel like it was a situation where you could have made it so it was available, mm-hmm. or at least maybe a number one's contenders match. Because you have to start building more into that division mm-hmm. and not have that title kind of just out there. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like New Japan sometimes has that issue where stuff is just kind of... Let's like the open weight... The never six... Never... Yeah, open weight. Yeah. Yeah. The never six-man open weight championship. Um, that six-man title bounces around everywhere. And at one point, it like, was like cool and it mattered. Kind of like the trios championship. Mm-hmm. But then they stopped booking it like that. Or it was kind of like the title that went to the dominant faction. Mm-hmm. But then they got away from that. And it feels like they're already getting away from like, okay, well, she has it and she's not available. No big deal. We'll just use the strong title as the representation. But there's the title that's named after like one of the most prestigious championships in the world. And like you just want to be like, nah, mm-hmm. we'll figure it out. Because I don't yeah. know when the last time it got defended. Mm-hmm. And that that's the issue. Yeah. So I feel like this was a chance. I think to it was just. It. I think for them it was like probably kind of late in the game for them to kind of switch it up. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's the reason why Willow lost the way she did. Oh yeah. Too as well, is the you know at least that's what I would think. But who knows? I don't know what the back the you know backstage politics of it, but um. Yeah, I still enjoyed that match. I mean, but I get your point. It could have been better representation and everything. Um, but I think they just figured like this is one of those things where we gotta we gotta get representation for the women on there. Mm, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the biggest thing. Because you go through this lineup, what match are they taking off? I mean, like literally, that's the thing you gotta think about. What match are they gonna that they about to just say we're gonna ask this so we can have Willow Nightingale go against somebody to defend? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I get it. But um, what was your grade, sir? Uh, I'm gonna give it a B plus. I give it a solid B plus. Solid B. Yep. Solid. 
Yeah. Same. Not a regular B, not a B minus. A B plus. Because were there some things that I think they could have shared up? Yes. But I think next year for Forbidden Door, I do want to see more of their up and coming talent. Yeah. Some of the young yeah. lions. Some yeah. of the dojo boys. Yep. I think I need to see that because like now at this point I'm glad I'm honored to be able to see Tanahashi Russell not only in person but on TV I can care less if he's on the show next year I'd rather see somebody up and coming um, and hopefully that's what we get I'm pretty sure they will because now they already got the youth movement going yeah. so I think they've already established so we can do something new next year. I give it a uh, a B plus two. I don't think it was better than last year, but it was definitely yeah. an amazing show. And two yeah. like matches I probably watch at nauseum to the point where I probably shouldn't be watching them still with yeah. Daniel Bryanson and Okada. Yeah, and I said Daniel Bryanson, Brian, Brian Danielson. Danielson, and Okada and uh, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. Like those yeah. are two matches I'm definitely gonna rewatch Look, that, over. That and, fucking tap out shocked the shit out of me. Yeah. It blew my fucking. Everybody mind. was looking up stats. They were like, when, when, when did he ever tap out? Did this ever happen? Did this happen before? Mm. This is, and that's what you want, though. Like yeah. you want people to be like, "What the fuck just yeah. happened?" It's crazy. Yeah, I think that shocked everybody. Shocked the world. Yeah, you don't get that W back though at the Tokyo Dome. You just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So that was Forbidden Door. Let's get into this MITB. Top to bottom. Damian Priest, um, that, well, let's go. Money in the Bank ladder match for the men's championship uh, contract. We had Damian Priest, Butch, L.A. Knight, Logan Paul, Ricochet, King Ricochet is what I like to say, Santos Escobar, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Damian Priest comes out on top. He is your MITB men's ladder match champion, whatever you want to call it. He is the, the brief case holder. Um, after that, we had your tag team match, women's tag team match for the um, for the tag team championships. Uh, we had Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez. They went over on Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Then we had your singles man match. Fuck, I'm fucking up these words. The, then you had your singles match for the uh, WWE Intercontinental Championship. Gunther defeating Matt Riddle by submission. You had um, Cody Rose defeating Dominic Mysterio. 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 Dirty Dom. Dirty Dom. Yeah, with Rhea Ripley in this corner. Yeah, EO Sky winning the women's uh, MITV match going over on Bailey, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, Alina Vega, and Zoe Stark. You had Seth freaking Rollins defeating Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. And then you had the Usos defeating the Bloodline, Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa in the Bloodline Civil War tag team match. And guess how long that match was? Over 30 minutes. Yep. 32 minutes and 10 seconds. I couldn't fucking believe it. I mean, they had a lot to... They had to rehearse the, the ending too. They said so. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, it's a lot of drama, oh, a lot of storytelling. Uh, first off, 
Shout out to Roman Reigns and his acting skills, yo. Because this yeah. motherfucker cried on it's SmackDown bad. the other day. <laughs> well, we're gonna tell, I, I, when we do our Raws. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yo. All right. So, the Raw, the Bad, Ugly, MITV 2023 from London in the O2 Arena. What was your bad? Nope. What was your Raw, sir? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You all right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm all he's like, over the place. Two. He's like, we did two in Raw. Yeah, yeah. I'm confused how we did yeah, yeah. this when there's two. I what was your Raw, sir? My Raw was um, not just the Bloodline match. Obviously, that match was really dope. Mm-hmm. But my Raw was Roman Reigns um, in a bittersweet way, only because this dude is not going to be wrestling much longer, y'all. This man is going to be making fucking movies and shit. There's mm-hmm. no way. He's just way too fucking good at this shit. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like... He's getting to the point where he might be better than The Rock. I'm just saying, like, this dude is fucking ridiculous playing mm-hmm. his part. He just, it's like he's auditioning and he's showing yeah, Hollywood, yeah. like, y'all motherfuckers <laughs> ready for this shit? Because I'm here. Like, not even, I'm not even joking when I say this. Like, bro, it's just, <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, yeah. Yeah. He's just, it's, it's not necessary it. anymore. They, they got to find the next one. It, yeah. They got to do it It's soon. time, man. Yeah. You, yeah. You got you to gotta, you build that next one right now. Because. And I don't know if Austin Theory is it. I don't think he is, but you got it. You got it because it's just. Even with Seth Rollins. I mean, who knows how long you yeah. have Seth Rollins. But see, with, but that's different to me only because, and I'm not saying that. That um, Roman Reigns isn't a wrestler. I'm not saying that. He mm-hmm. is. He is. Yeah. Uh, definitely. And you have to appreciate that. It's the same thing we've always... If mm-hmm. you just let him fucking be him, that's all we're asking. He's getting booed because you're making him this weird shit. This is mm-hmm. the fuck we're talking about. But you did it finally and quit fucking around. Regardless. Like, it's just... Watching it, you're like, this dude's just fucking... Ridiculously good at his job. It's just mm-hmm. you don't. I don't know how to explain it other than just like again with the Ospreys and Omegas and Okadas and Danielson. Like Roman Reigns is there to me. Like I just mm-hmm. you watch him and you're like it's a fucking movie. Like that part in stats of like drama and delivering it to me. I really don't. I I can say I don't know anybody really better out of like the scope of things. I just don't like when I look mm-hmm. at. Red, like, presenting the dramatics of wrestling, right? Yeah. Like, I'm talking about the storyline parts and all that. And by the way, this, is, a, this is a... This is a... We both sharing this raw. Okay, this, yeah. This is my raw. He's the best at doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't seen somebody deliver a storyline in succession like this on a consistent basis in the character that he's in like, like this. In this yeah. era of things. They, Obviously. Like, they're legit telling the fucking story. Like when people say Emmys and shit. Like mm-hmm. if this could count for TV Emmy. Mm-hmm. Like that shit. And this, this for all of them. Like Jay and. Yes. It's fucking ridiculous. Even Sammy. Throw Sammy in that bitch. Because oh, that yeah. shit was crazy. Like it just. Kevin Owens too. Kevin Owens. I mean because that was his first major real feud too. In the, and it's yeah. all in the thing. Intertwined like that. Whoever wrote that, it's not Vince. I know he didn't write this shit. That's what no. pisses me off. He didn't write this shit. No, this, this is this is one hundred percent Paul yeah. Heyman. And like, like my thing is, they have and to. And Paul Heyman, like Paul Heyman, is the best supporting actor. Oh my god, he's ridiculous. Yo, this motherfucker is crazy. This motherfucker just—he does everything you need your manager to do. He does it. I mean, and I love. I mean, he's 
this special counsel or whatever. Like, this guy is he like... Just gets it, bro. Yeah. But we've known this, bro. I mean, mm-hmm. we grew up on Paul Heyman. Like, when right. that dude yeah, goes yeah. into the Hall of Fame, they need to pour the love because mm-hmm. modern-day wrestling wouldn't be what it is without that dude. Like, it yeah. just is what it is. Say whatever you want about the business mm-hmm. side. If you never had to deal with that shit and somebody else was in charge... I feel like ECW would probably still be around just because yeah. the dude is like ridiculous with this shit. But yeah, for dude, me, th- this is phase one of the Marvel projects all over again. That's what this is, and, and it's like a three-year culmination, uh, and it's not even over with. No, and shit, just from when he first linked up with Paul Heyman to where they were at to. Alright, now we about to start the bloodline. Mm-hmm. Get Jay to fall in line. And what was dope about that is that you had Jimmy out on the shelf. So it was like a natural, natural storyline. Yeah. yeah. There was like, alright, now you back. Hey man, this is what we doing. And like you either you either in this motherfucker or you ain't. And then that was a story. And then like he finally joins and then they go rup shot over the fucking whole Everybody. damn roster, and then they become champions, and 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 like now Solo is up, and Sami Zayn is a part of this shit, and it's like Brock Lesnar is the motherfucking enemy of all enemies. Like we can't let this motherfucker do this shit. And they fucking Kevin Owens up, and Kevin Owens playing his role in what he did. And I'm just like, fuck. And then they never even got back to the fiend. Yeah, that's true. Which could be the one that ends it all. Who knows? Yeah. If they have Bray Wyatt. Man, that, like, I, I was just thinking, though, like, honestly, they, like, when they make arguments about wrestling, having that spot in the Emmys or whatever, like, they really should. Just because when you put stories together like this, there's TV mm-hmm. shows that aren't that well put together and presented. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With the emotion and like you have to make all that shit hit. That's the other thing. You gotta wrestle and then mm-hmm. in the midst of wrestling make all this that's why they yeah. have to rehearse. Like, that's not and this is live, motherfucker. Yeah. Like this ain't cut and let's try to do that shit again. Mm-hmm. What what did Gene Uncle tell Sid when Sid tried to do the uh interview over remember and he messed up? He's like, I messed up, let me do it over. He's like, yeah. We're live, buddy. <laughs> like, fucking psycho yeah. but yeah like it's live you ain't no room yeah. for error and to hit like that it's just crazy. yeah but yeah that's why that's my raw yeah chrome and reigns and crew yeah that nothing short of amazing for real <laughs> nothing short of amazing this match i mean the fucking dude when he stacked him i thought for sure it was over mm, yeah i thought for sure it was over with because we love callbacks and then for them both to kick out. And then I'm like, all right. They fucking got him. Nope. Roman kicks out. Then you just like, all right, now it's over and shit. You know, what's his name? Uh, Jey Uso hit him with a super kick. Then Roman comes and, and spears him. Then I'm like, all right, this is the one, two, three. They fucked with our heartstrings so much. Too many times. 2.9 for Jay to kick out and then it was like oh fuck Solo goes through the table them two in the ring super kick body splash one two three first time Roman Reigns been pinned since 
Baron Corbin. Three years ago. Really? Yep. Damn. Baron Corbin was the last person to pin Roman Reigns. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Remember, remember Baron had that storyline where you was oh, talking about. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was the last one to beat Roman Reigns. I remember that shit. And I'm like, yo, it's kind of crazy because I didn't even remember that shit until he had brought that up. Yeah. But that's clearly the Raw. And and probably when you look at both pay-per-views, this is the, obviously the best story out of everything that was going on. But to be fair with all the other stories that have happened not only in this WWE, but in AEW. This shit has been three years of it, though. Mm-hmm. Three years of this. And that I think that's what made it greater. It's just that, like, man, it, you still captivated a whole fucking audience. And at first, you sit there and you was just like, man... Fuck, we got the Usos versus Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Okay. On paper, it doesn't oh, look yeah, good. Yeah, on paper, it doesn't look good. But when you start thinking about the whole story, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Now, these motherfuckers, yeah, they knew what they were doing. Whoever did this and said, yo, let's roll with this, knew what the fuck they were doing. I'm never going to doubt you again. All right. What was your bad, sir? Uh, my bad was um, Gunther versus Matt Riddle only because... I have seen them put on way better matches than this, and I feel like they just didn't get the time mm-hmm. or that they deserved. Yeah, um, And they tried to cram seconds. everything yeah. into the time that they were allowed it. And I feel yeah. like this match should have got way more time for as good as both of them are. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've literally seen them tear the house down. And for Money in the Bank to be one of the premier events, I just feel like they deserved a better showcase, more time to do more. Because they can do more and put on one of those mm-hmm. intercontinental matches where you're like, wow, this shit is crazy. Um, and I think they deserve to do it as such. So it was kind of, I was looking forward to this match. I was disheartened. It's kind of crazy because they gave Cody Rose and Dominic Mysterio almost a whole minute. Almost a whole minute. Which tells more me that they cut a lot of people's than, matches down to give more time to other shit. Which mm-hmm. I get is fine. But like, I don't know, man. Yeah. The fact that the in when you have the money in the bank matches mm-hmm. that are this stacked, and I know you got everybody's got to get their shit in. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do a title match outside of that, which they typically do, you know they, they need have, a they needed a pre-show match. That could that's help the problem. Too. And you know what I would have had on the pre-show match? I would have had Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio. Mm, yeah. That would that would have been the pre-show match. Yeah. Open that up, or like, I understood probably why they wouldn't want to do that because they feel like Cody Rhodes is their that's their ace. Yeah, their face guy. Yeah, yeah. And I get it. I'm not. I just feel like go over then, or just don't put the mm-hmm. match on the show then. Have them do it on SmackDown. They just deserve more time. At least fifteen minutes. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't tell a good story for the Intercontinental Title in like seven minutes. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, my bad was them only teasing 
Damian Priest cashing in on Seth Rollins and Orphan Bell. How do you not have him? First off, what better opportunity was it for him to actually cash in on Roman Reigns? Right? You just go through this grueling fucking long ass match. Um, because he was hitting the nuts, super kicked, body splashed on, and what better way for Jay and Jimmy to really pour salt on the room than to make sure he doesn't even leave there with the WWE, uh, WWE World Universal Heavyweight title, whatever they want to call it. The WWE Universal World Heavyweight title, I think is what they call it. Whatever. Right? So wouldn't that be a better... Wouldn't that have been a good tease too? And it would have been a good tease that I can go after either title. I might come after you. I might come to SmackDown and take your shit. And cash in on you. And that's what I didn't like. Like, he teased here but didn't go tease here? That don't make any sense to me. Because what is the goal? To be a champion. Right. And although I think we all understood why they did what they did with Austin Theory, I think one, the backlash people just really want to get behind Austin Theory winning the title. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that was just one thing. Like, not that they were ever going to probably even take it off Roman Reigns, but I don't think people were going to get behind it. I think they actually told a good story as to why Austin Theory said, fuck that, I'll just cash in on this United States title, in which he still didn't. He was unsuccessful. So, like, um, but I kind of get that, but I don't never want to see it again. That I want to see the briefcase be used for what it was meant to be used for and that is to cash in not only cash in but cash in successfully that's what I want to see it being used for because that's the whole point of it yeah you did that shit like the only thing the only person that made sense for it was John Cena he he wanted to have a match he was cashing in his money in the bank for an actual match and now he was unsuccessful in doing so but everybody else, it didn't make any fucking sense. Baron Corbin being unsuccessful and cashing it in. Who else? It was Baron Corbin, John Cena. I think what it was, though, the idea behind it was that it not doing that made it unpredictable. But I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, but I don't need the unpredictableness. Right. All I need is, like, when they try to cash in, you can do certain things where, like, for instance... EO Sky was just about to cash in on Oscar and then guess what? It didn't fucking happen. That was cool for me. But I I think people are excited for the likes of like EO Sky or Damian Priest or even when Bear Corbin held it. I think people were excited, like, oh shit, man, these motherfuckers can fuck around and be champion. The only person that I can think of 
in recent history, and correct me if I'm wrong if you heard otherwise, but it was only Austin Theory. Even when Liv Morgan won it, motherfuckers were excited. I don't think anybody was excited when Austin Theory won. Mm -hmm. And the only other person that people was probably even more, um, well, even less excited for was when John Cena won it. Other than that, people are excited for these motherfuckers. So when they win, I, I don't need no surprise that they're going to fuck around and lose it. I like that it's a fucking guarantee. And I think so far, no woman has been unsuccessful. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure. No you're woman, probably right. No woman has been unsuccessful. Pretty sure of that. But anyway... But that was my ugly, though. I just did not my ugly, but my bad. I did not like that it didn't. He didn't, at the very least, tease cashing in on Roman Reigns. That bothered me a little bit, because like to me, he should have been able. He should have stayed out there, and I guess they didn't want to distract from the Civil War. Yeah, that's probably what it was too. It had to be its own thing. Yeah. And they hit, ah, fuck it. I guess. Whatever, it's still my bad. I'm not even changing it. Fuck it. And now I'm starting to, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, okay. And they wanted the Usos to have that moment. Because that was a huge moment to to pin somebody that motherfucker ain't been pinned in years. Literally years. So, pinned or tapped out. Um, What was your bad? Oh, you already said you're bad, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, my ugly, although begrudgingly, I don't mind it. I think what I mind is how it happened. And that was Shayna turning on Ronda Rousey. Because it was like, what the fuck? Out of nowhere. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And then now you got to try to hurry up and, and put a storyline together to make this make sense. And it was like, how hard was it to just plant the seeds leading up to it? Probably would have made it easier. <laughs> yeah. Just, just plant the seeds. We want to tell the story backwards. Yeah. And now we, we sitting there, we got to... Watch a program where Ronda Rousey is asking Shayna, why? Just tell me why you did it. And it's like, but where the fuck is this all still coming from? What seed was actually planted? I guess the only seed they can sit there and say is like, Ronda always wanted to be the one that gets the pin. She was always in the ring. She was always tagging herself in. And... and but even then, when they started talking about the story, that still never even gets brought up. Mm-hmm. So this was my ugly. I just didn't like it. It was out of fucking nowhere. Didn't make any sense to me. The only thing I could think of is like, yo, they wanted to be able to get Ronda in a singles match at SummerSlam to build that up. That's more likely was what they were trying to do. Yeah, but you, how lazy is it to just plant the seeds? Why even have them go over? 
if anything, they should have lost to um, what's her name, Isla Fire, and uh, what's the other girl's oh, name? Oh yeah, from NXT and something Don. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they should have lost to them. That's when the dissension should have happened. And then guess what? We actually could have took this fucking match off. They don't even have to have a tag team match at MITB. And then that could have gave both oh, yeah, Matt was, Riddle yeah. and Cody Rose more time. You could have just took that match completely off. But I understood why they why you wanted to do it at MITB. is because you're in the front of a London crowd. You want to give them... And sometimes they just got to miss out. They probably don't care about Ronda Rousey as much as y'all think they do. You know? I don't know. But she probably had to be on that card. Y'all could have just did a story where she showed up. She could have cut a five-minute promo or whatever. I don't know. Something else. And that could have been a part of the pre-show. Where the fans got to see Ronda Rousey. It was pre-show. And it didn't take away any time from anybody else. So that, sir, is my fucking ugly. What was yours? Um, the only thing that was my ugly, not that I didn't like the Money in the Bank match. I just didn't. I think LA Knight is the one who should have won. Um, and I get reasons why maybe Damian Priest should, you know, was the one who was picked. But... To me, the money in the bank briefcase and the contract, especially designed for when you have that person who's like super over, either as a heel or a face, but you not necessarily going to put the title on them right now. And you know, for me personally, you don't. It doesn't always have to be that that person gets successful. I think it's time for somebody to be successful mm-hmm. since they've had so many people who haven't been. Yeah. But um, this is the is perfect for that guy who's lurking, who's popular, and just rising up, but. You don't want to put the belt on them just yet. We're going to get there. That's perfect for that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, LA Knight fit that mold, especially with the people that were in this match. And while I understand Damian Priest at the same time, it makes it seem as though this is going to be one of those situations where the person who has it doesn't win the belt when mm-hmm. they get the when they go to cash in. And it's a more or less an excitement moment. And not yeah. You know, I, honestly, I thought the whole time... I thought originally it was going to be Shinsuke. Just from when they put him in the match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Shinsuke. But I think they felt like, much like how they put the title on Seth Rollins instead of Cody Rhodes. Well, it's like, I feel like, LA Knight, you don't need this. No, I felt like this is one of those things where Damian Priest, we owe you. Mm-hmm. Because look at what we've really been trying to. We put you motherfuckers in such a bad predicament. We we get, we've written y'all such horrible storyline, and we've had y'all lose. Even though y'all supposed to be like a dominant faction, we had y'all lose, lose, lose. You got to put these motherfuckers over, just like how Seth was doing. Seth mm-hmm. super fucking over. But he was having to put motherfuckers L's, over. L's, 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 L's yeah. everywhere. Having to put people over until they finally put him on a win streak. And I, now he, he wins the title and shit. And I feel like that's what they did here. But I feel like they also 
took away an element when they didn't allow Finn Balor to beat Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. Because, one, I think you took away that element of, like, this being a dominant faction. Because mm-hmm. now they're holding the women's title. They're holding the, the, the men's title. They're holding the briefcase. Um, Dirty Dom is just so fucking over. It's, it's mind-boggling how crazy that shit is. Because nobody else is over like him other than L.A. Knight and Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the, and Bloodline. Bloodline is just this whole different thing. But I know people sit there and be like, well, how the fuck you say you're over? You're fucking getting booed. Those boos are fucking good boos. Yeah. They're like... It's not going away heat. Yeah. It's not. It's fucking good heat, yo. That's why I can't wait till he, till he drops the boomy t-shirts. That, I just would... I'm going to love it. Just to play off the crowd, like, boo me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here you go. You got this fucking faction that could now end up being dominant. But it also shows that that other part of the story where Damian Priest is like, but I'll cash in on your ass, though. Because I want to be champion. Because you already finna have this dissension between the two. Which isn't my favorite thing because it just started. It's like, you guys just made this faction and y'all already trying to do this dissension BS. Oh, yeah, yeah, but. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. But, but wouldn't it make more sense to do that if what's name was holding the title? True. Versus him yeah. not? Yeah. And it's like, yo, do something else. I mean, I think the thing, I mean, because I think it's going to be Finn Balor versus... Wrote, uh, Seth Rollins where it all started seven years ago mm-hmm. at SummerSlam. At SummerSlam. I think you're going you're gonna to get that rematch. Which makes sense. Yeah. And will Finn win? Will Finn bring the demon out of himself? Um, will this be the day that Damian Priest cashes in? I just don't think that Seth Rollins is leaving Detroit with that title though. I would say that. And then you can either make the story go longer where now Finn either has the title and Seth not Seth but Damien is like still that threat or whatever the case may be. I think they could do so many things with it. Mm-hmm. I'm interested. I want to see what the story goes. But that that um yeah, that that'd be interesting. But I see why. I see why you say it's your ugly though. But uh, anyway, what would be your grade? I'm also gonna give this a B plus. Really? Yeah, it wasn't horrible. No, it wasn't. And I feel like the pacing is a lot better. But again, I had Riddle and Gunther had the quality match that I believe they could have. I would. You know what? You're right, though. It would have been, to me, one of the top uh, shows this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like that took away from it. Because it didn't have any... It had a low spot, just like um, Forbidden Door did. Yeah. Um, but other than that, everything was pretty solid. And it was just disappointing. Yeah. Just like the six-man was disappointing, mm-hmm. this was disappointing. Yeah, um, yeah. 
Because Forbidden Door had a total of what? Nine matches on the main show, but a total of 14 matches. And then this one only has seven. Um, so I'm with you. I give it a B plus too. Uh, like the only match I really didn't care for was the Liv Morgan uh, Raquel Rodriguez Ronda Rousey Shane Baszler match. Like that was that match was really trash. I mean, even Gunther and Matt Riddle. I mean, I think what they made only here's the, my only gripe about that one, and it, which probably does make this more of a B plus than an A. And everything. Because I probably could have still given an A outside of that match. But Matt Riddle wasn't selling the fucking ankle injury like he should have. Like but it's because they had to rush and get their shit yeah. in. It's like, how do I do a knee? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't have time to be dramatic about mm-hmm. doing my knee, knee yeah, yeah, strikes yeah. because I got to fucking finish in five minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. So let me up. Uh, Which, uh, 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 uh. like, now you sit there, you start to get it. I can't grimace and drag you know, myself to up on the ring. And... I'm just going to give it a solid B. I oh, got to drop it I, down. I take the bus away. Yeah, you had a I chance. Got to. I got to. Because, like, the timing, truly, that's on, I mean, obviously, I'm. that's on you, WWE, for the timing, too. Like, do better. You got to do better for time. Do better. You could have just gave us one less match. Like I said, the one match you could have took off was Liv Morgan and uh, Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Put it on TV. Yeah. You could have made that a fucking pre-show match. I wouldn't even care. (laughs) Shit. Then people would have showed up early. Guarantee you that. But um, that's my grade. That's your grade. That's our podcast on, on Forbidden Door and Money in the Bank. Uh, both 2023. So, with that said, be sure to check out 1515 and have another content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, view to the podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any podcast platforms you choose to use. Just type in 1515 You should find podcasts such as Equal Opposites, Love and Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slurred Truth. Um, you can also go straight to our website, 1515 Hit that pull down the podcast. You can find all those podcasts. You can click on it. Go ahead and hit that Amazon banner. Go support the site. We greatly appreciate it. And with that said, it is me, Stuart Pro. It's Miller. And we out. You are now listening to The Raw, The Bad, and The Other.